0: Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I wanna give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles on this podcast I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this in wishing you wellness we talk inner child healing mindset shifts radical self-love the art of intentional living and so much more think of me as your mental wellness bestie if you're ready to step into your power and change your life just hit play Hello, you beautiful, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the Wishing You Wellness podcast. It is so good to see you, whether it's your first time here or you've been here since day one. I really appreciate you and I'm so glad that you ended up on this side of the internet. Hello and welcome. It is so, so, so good to be here together tonight. So you guys have probably noticed I'm not posting quite as many episodes as I did last year. Shocker, right? (laughs) Everybody kind of told me during my first year, like, whoa, Allison, you're producing a lot of content, like a lot of content. And I was probably pushing out on average like five or six episodes a month at the like busiest time for me. And so now, as I've entered 2023 and as my business has begun to expand in different ways with me having um, virtual workshops and programs and doing live retreats and in-person in-person <laughs> in events and all that good stuff it's kind of just forced me to spread out my energy as my business expands apparently i also have to expand who would have thought <laughs> and so i am trying to make it a resolution over the next month to kind of get back into the swing of recording a little more. It's not that I feel like I need to produce a certain amount of podcast episodes. I just feel like there are so many things that I want to chat with you guys about, like from my own experiences, but also just from a worldview, like at large, like I just want to share so many things and cover so many different topics. And I can only do that if I'm showing up online. So, I'm going to do hopefully more of that in March. Um, To be honest, it's also been like a tough start to the year for me. I don't know about you guys, but I have definitely felt like the January and February blues. Like as I'm going into March, I'm feeling a lot better and more rejuvenated and ready to kick some ass. But February and January both were just like a little bit hard on me. Like it was very dark, very cold. I was going through a lot of personal stuff. Um, back in December I went through a really rough period and so I was just kind of like recovering from that and making peace with what had happened and yeah it was just like a I don't know it was a couple months of reflection and just deep thought and now I'm like starting to come out of that a little bit and I'm starting to like get out more and see the sun more and yeah it, it feels good um I'm trying to think of, there was one other thing I wanted to tell you guys. Maybe it'll come back to me. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But this week is exciting because I have this solo episode that I'm doing right now. It's going to be a short little mini solo episode probably. And then after this, I'm going to have a couple different interviews from some amazing people. So you guys, make sure you have your notifications on. Make sure you hit the follow button, whether it's on Amazon podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever you rock with. Just go ahead and click follow or subscribe so you don't... Don't miss a thing. If you guys keep up on Instagram or if you're a part of the Wishing You Wellness community online, you may already know this, but as of two weeks ago, I started living alone for the first time in, God, probably like. Years, I mean, years and years, because all throughout college I had roommates, like different like friend groups or my sorority or whatever it was. And then after college, my partner and I moved in together. And so we lived in St. Louis together. Then we moved to Death Valley, California together for a while, then we came back to St. Louis and still live together. And just recently, two weeks ago, he moved out. And so we ended things on really, really, I think amazing terms. I still have so much love in my heart for this person. And I wish them like beautiful, beautiful things in life. And we are still friends. But it had just gotten to that time, you know, when it's time for me to just shift the energy and the focus and everything onto my healing journey. And so as somebody who is in recovery for codependency and from being just like very, just not very self-assured or self-reliant, like somebody who has really deeply struggled with codependency for most of my life, um, it's been the ultimate test for me. I like, I always said, like, I would love to have my own place one day, but I just don't think I'd be okay. And over the past two weeks, I have watched myself struggle. Sure. Have good days, have bad days. Right. But also like survive, right? Like I'm not dead. Nothing happened to me. I didn't burst into flames or combust. Like I'm here. You guys, I am right here. It's definitely been an adjustment. like I think I notice the fact that I'm alone a lot more at night, obviously when it's quieter, um, when I have to do hard things like building new furniture or carrying all the groceries in in one trip because, Fuck a second trip. I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. Life is too short to do two trips for your groceries. I will sooner break my pinky finger because I have like three separate bags on each finger. (laughs) Like I'm 100% shamelessly that person that's like, nope, we are not doing two trips. We are just going to stagger these bags all the way up and down our arms and our legs. We're going to be fine. (laughs) People at my apartment building are watching me like, damn, it's Independent. And yeah, it's because I've never in my life had... Well, that's a lie. Okay. I had my own space in college for like six months and it was during a dark period. So it didn't really feel like my own space. It was kind of just like where i hibernated because i was like always going out and always doing things and getting into trouble so now that i have my own space and it feels like my safe space it's a completely different experience like i'm looking around this apartment and i have truly turned it into a safe space for me like everything is so soft and fluffy i have all of these cool lights hung up like it just feels like home and it feels good at the end of the day to come back here and even though My rent just got raised because I live downtown and they built a new soccer stadium like a couple blocks away from me. So my rent just went up. I still decided to keep this place instead of looking for a roommate or instead of going with my roommate options because I realized it feels good to have something that's mine. And even though it's expensive and even though it can be a pain in the ass and a little bit stressful getting all the money and making sure the bills are paid on it, it's so worth it. I've never had anything that feels fully, fully like mine, and this does. And so, yeah, that's a little life update on me. I don't want to make this whole episode about my apartment. So we're going to jump into today's main topic, which is making peace with the past. And here's the thing, you guys. I was planning on making this one of my cute little mini micro episodes where I just, like, talked for 15, maybe 20 minutes about you know, just a little topic and gave you guys like the sprinkles on the cupcake of what I'm thinking. You know, one of those like not, I don't want to say shallow because that doesn't feel like the right word, but like those episodes that don't have a crazy amount of depth. So the ones that are kind of surfacey, right? We get to the main point. We say some good vibe things. Yeah. But I feel like this episode, if my intuition is correct in this, it's probably going to get a lot deeper than that because this is a deep theme. And this is something that's really, like really, really showing up for me in my own life right now. And it's something that I'm really struggling with. And so I think that tonight I'm just going to show up, be vulnerable with you guys about what I've been experiencing, um, share what has helped me during this journey and during this interesting, strange, ever-changing season of my life. And yeah, just talk about how we do it. How the hell do we do the impossible? How do we make peace with our past? Here's the thing, you guys. None of us are perfect. I know. Crazy, right? Like revolutionary, groundbreaking. It's nuts. None of us are perfect. None of us are even close to perfect. Like we are all fundamentally flawed and that is what we have in common as human beings. We all make mistakes. We have all been better and worse versions of ourselves at different points in our lives we've all been human that's the thing that we have in common that's universal we are human you know as unfortunate as it is i believe that in this lifetime there are certain things that we can't learn from a textbook i wish that every single life lesson was just neatly tucked away in this accordion binder and you could open it up and be like okay relationship lesson number 455 self-love lesson number 682 (laughs) finance and business lesson number 1444 444 maybe like i wish it was that simple and that it could be compartmentalized like that i really do but unfortunately that's not how it is at all right like it just does not work that way as much as i would love for it to a lot of the lessons that we have to learn during this life during our time spent here on this earth, they got to be learned through experience. And a lot of times when we're learning through experience, we are learning things. Drum roll, please. da 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 da, da. The hard way. <laughs> I know it sucks. It sucks, but it's real and it's life and we roll with it. A lot of the lessons that we have to learn are going to suck a little bit. And that's just a part of it. And that doesn't mean... That life is less magical and epic and amazing. That just means that on our journey to feeling all of those things, there's going to be moments where we're like, oh shit, I dropped the ball. I fumbled. I fumbled it. I either let myself down or I let people around me down. But either way, it doesn't feel good. And so I think that the first step in making peace with our past, as self-explanatory as it may sound, is just accepting our past. And like acknowledging it and truly understanding what happened. Because I feel like a lot of us, we dissociate, we numb out, we tune out, and we try to pretend the past didn't happen because it's too painful, right? Because it's too much, it's too heavy, it's too deep. If we start to process it, God knows what will happen. We're afraid. Like, I legitimately remember the first time I started to do shadow work and address the person who I used to be. It was the first time I looked at the past all together, like one big timeline. I sat down and looked at it and the universe kind of nudged me. It was like, all right, forgive yourself. And I looked at it and I was like, no fucking way. There's no way in the world I'm doing that. Hell no, 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 no. It's not happening. It's not possible. I can't do it. You know, it's, it's not possible because I was looking at this timeline. Of like the last 10 years of Allison and every single mistake she made. Every single time she fell short or had a trauma response or pushed somebody away or ghosted somebody or fucked up or had a relapse or gave bad advice. All of those things. I took one look at it and I was like, impossible. I can't forgive her. I literally remember looking in the mirror and being like, no way. Not doing it. So I kept going with my life after that. And I was like, ah. I really need to find a way to make peace with my past. I need to forgive myself so I can stop feeling so angry at the world, at myself, at the past, at my abusers, at the people that I was abusive toward. Because there was a point in my life where I would say things, y'all, that just should never be said. And maybe, yes, it was acting out of trauma and acting out things that I'd seen before. But that does not mean that it's the way to do things. So all this to say... I was very much like, there's no way I will ever be able to forgive myself. Now that I recognize all of the mistakes I've made and the person who I was when I was undiagnosed bipolar, going through life, just like like a hurricane, basically. I said, there's no way I can forgive that person. That woman looking back at me in the mirror right now. And so one day, finally, I was like, you know, this isn't working. This looking at the whole big picture and trying to like take a bite out of this whole thing it's not possible I need to break it down into bite-sized little pieces you know like at the pretzel stand where you can either get the pretzels or you can get the pretzel bites and the pretzel bites are just so much better right because they're tiny they fit in your hand like one is the perfect bite you're good you're not stuck there like you know with the pretzel you take a bite out of it and then it's all sideways and it looks weird you have to hold it like I don't know you guys holding a pretzel is weird holding your little bite-sized pretzels. That's the word. That's what's up. These are much more digestible and they're easier for us to take. So instead of just trying to take all of my trauma and all of my mistakes and my dark past and feel it all at once, I started breaking off little pretzel bites, little pretzel pieces, just one little event, one person who I wronged, one situation that felt harmful, that I was a part of, like one little micro thing. And I would address that. And I would kind of like sit with it and be like, okay, should I reach out to the person who I wronged? Because sometimes the answer is yes. Like send them a message, let them know you're very sorry, you're sending them love. But sometimes the answer is no. And you guys, this one's hard, okay? Sometimes we want to reach out to somebody for our own gain. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes we want to reach out to somebody Not for what it's going to provide for them or what it's going to do for them, but for what we think we can get out of it. So maybe we're reaching out to an ex because we want to get them back into our lives. Or maybe we're reaching out to a friend because we want to look a certain way or appear like we're sympathetic, you know, like there are so many situations, I feel like, where we could reach out to somebody, but is it actually going to benefit them? Or are we just doing it so we feel better? So those situations where you shouldn't reach out to somebody maybe, or I'm not going to say you shouldn't, but maybe it's like the preferred option for you to not reach out. You don't need somebody else's permission to get closure on something. I'm going to say that right now, okay? You don't need that. Yes, I do think you should always, always apologize when it's appropriate and possible, always. But there are some situations where a person's not going to want to hear you out and that's okay And it is your job to respect that and understand that that person doesn't want to have a conversation about it. They have found closure and they want you to do the same, but they're not going to be able to play a part in that. Like maybe you really hurt somebody, an ex or a friend, and like you just want to like make it right, make it right. But that's not what they need. So sometimes we have to be aware of what we need as well as what others need. You know what I mean? And so in those situations where you really want to say stuff to people, but you can't, That's when I write letters. I write a ton of letters. This is the perfect example of the chance to try it out, the experience. Um, Basically, just write dear, whoever it is, and then pour your flipping heart out. Like seriously, say all of those words that you don't want to leave unsaid. Make that apology real. Make it tangible. Express every single thing that you felt during the entire situation and after. And then tear that shit up or burn it. Or whatever like little ritual you want to do with it. Get rid of it. Don't send it. You don't have to. You are not always going to be able to get somebody to give you closure. Sometimes you have to create your own closure. That is a big part of making peace with the past. Understanding that sometimes closure is self-made. It's self-manufactured. And that's okay. That doesn't make it any less real. Okay? I know it feels good to apologize to people and have them be like, It's okay. But sometimes you guys, dark moment. Sorry, sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes we did somebody wrong and we lost them forever. I'm speaking from firsthand experience. Like my mental illness and my inability to um, accept it for what it was earlier, lost me a lot of people before I got my diagnosis and before, really before I started like taking it super seriously. Okay, and I also want to go on this tiny little sidebar before I forget, because this is important. I think that there is a misconception that if you make peace with your past, if you accept it, if you look it in the face, then that means you're justifying it or validating it or pretending that you never hurt anybody or just trying to cover it up. And I just want to make it known that that's not the case, okay? Just because you accept your past and make peace with it does not mean that the damage is undone. There may be people that you lost forever because of what happened, or there may be opportunities that you lost forever, friends you lost forever, I don't know, whatever it is, it may not come back just because you've made peace with it. But that's the entire point of making peace with something It's saying, okay, I'm radically accepting my responsibility in the mistakes that I've made, and I'm radically accepting the outcome, whether that's people staying or going, whether that's you know, me having to rebuild trust within a relationship, whatever that is. And so, yeah, that's just my little sidebar is it does not mean that all is just magically forgiven and everything is fine. But I believe it is impossible for us to move forward to have forward momentum in our lives. If we are still living in the past, if we are still caught up in it, if our minds are still five years ago, 10 years ago, then how the hell are we going to have the capacity to get done what we need to get done in the present moment, you guys? Making peace with your past is not an easy thing. It's a lot of work, actually. It takes a lot of intention and time and energy and forgiveness for yourself and patience because it's not going to be easy. To start this journey of forgiveness within yourself. At first, you're gonna look at it the same way I did. Like, no way, no way. But as you begin to pop those little pretzel size, those little pretzel bites off of it, you can take it one situation at a time, one piece of your story at a time, one mistake at a time, going back through and going, what could I have done better? I think another big part of this, another big part of just like making the peace, making peace with our past is like, Understanding that each little thing that we did wrong, like every mistake we ever made taught us something. Every single fuck up, we left learning. Oh shit, that is not something I do. Or that is not someone I want to be. Or that is not a situation I want to put myself in. Like every single time, that's like a learning experience. And so it's really important for us to take the time to reflect on these things and go, what was the takeaway? What did I learn? what can I do better next time? How can I show up in a different, more effective way the next time this situation or this experience pops up? Because that's the funny thing about life, you guys. Life is funny. It will test you, okay? If you feel like you've gotten over something or you've healed from it, the universe will send you its, like, cousin and be like, let's see how you can handle this. It's because the universe loves to test us and that's okay because we're here to Fucking get through this. We're here to face the test and sometimes ace them and sometimes fail them. But I will say that if you've noticed a pattern within yourself and you've noticed something that keeps coming up and keeps coming up, maybe you need to do some introspection. Maybe you need to look into this and go, what was the lesson? What did I take away? What did I learn? What was like the key point? And am I applying that into my life now? Like, am I actually implementing what I learned and putting it into practice? Or am I just going, damn, nope, I fucked up. I dropped the ball and that's it. End of story. Wrapping it up. Like, are you actually taking what you learned and doing better? I feel like I've been leaning into that lately because there was a long time that I wasn't. Like, I knew that I was losing all of these friends because of my inability to communicate well but i didn't like care enough to or it's not that i didn't care enough it's i wasn't aware enough to realize how much work it was going to be to become a communicative friend to become somebody who is open and shares what's on their mind and doesn't let resentment build up and is aware of how they speak to people like i i looked at the path and i went shit this is going to be a long journey right i want you guys for just a second to close your eyes if you can not if you're driving obviously but close your eyes and picture a time Where somebody who you really, really love, somebody who's really important to you, let you down. They made a mistake. They forgot you had plans. They double booked. They, I don't know, said something heated in the heat of the moment that they didn't mean. They, whatever. They wronged you. Okay? And they come to you and they're very apologetic. And you can hear that their apology is genuine. It's not one of those apologies where they just are apologizing to get it off their chest. Like, no, they truly are asking you for your forgiveness and expressing how sorry they are and how much they wish they could go back and do it differently. Like This person truly is telling you they are going to change and do better and they messed up and that this won't happen again. How likely are you to forgive them? And I know it's going to depend, right? It's going to depend so much on what they did, the impact of it, like how severe it was, all of that stuff. But generally, okay, I think that generally humans want to forgive. We're wired for it. We're wired to understand that others make mistakes and don't show up perfectly 100% of the time because we are human, right? And so when people do us wrong, we are more inclined to want to give them the benefit of the doubt, to want to understand why they did what they did. But do you think you can say the same about yourself? You know what I mean? Like, do you really think that you are as quick to forgive yourself as you are your friends, your family, your partner, whoever? Or do you think it's harder? I think it's harder. For me, at least, it is so much harder to forgive myself for the things that I've done in my life than it is to forgive people around me who have done things. I think it's just indescribably important for us to realize and recognize that we are human and there are gonna be times where we make mistakes and sometimes we're gonna drop the ball and sometimes we're gonna hurt people. And that doesn't make us evil or cruel or inherently bad, that just means that we are learning lessons and that maybe there are unhealed parts of us that we need to spend more time addressing and looking into. I always say that our triggers and the things that we kind of like lash out about or get really, really emotional about are literally clues from the universe trying to point us in the direction of where we need to heal more, of what scars, of what broken bones of what like past versions of ourselves really, really need some tender love and care. Like that's, that's what it is. And so as you begin this journey of trying to make peace with your past, the biggest thing I want you to remember is this is not going to happen in a day. This is not going to happen in two days or four or six or eight. This is a lifelong journey. And what's funny is like, it feels like as soon as you make peace with your past, then five years have passed and you have a new past, right? Because everything that we have already lived is our past. And we are always, you guys, always being human, making mistakes, making love, making laughter, making art, making creations, making business, making play. We're always doing all of that. And so five years from now, you're going to have new stuff that you look back on. But here's the thing. If we can take what we've learned... From our mistakes, if we can take what we've learned from our past and use it to be a better version of ourselves, I think it's all worthwhile. I I truly do. I don't think that it's ever excusable to hurt people, especially on purpose, but I also believe that hurt people hurt people, and that the best thing we can do is focus on our own healing journey and our growth and development, because that is where real change happens, and that's where relationships and friendships can flourish and truly truly I mean like bring joy to our existence and allow us to bring joy to others which I think is super super exciting I think one of the best parts of this life is we get to share it with each other guys like we're all human beings no matter how jaded you are no matter what you've been through I don't know if you can look around at a room full of people and be like they're all evil Nah, no because humans are good by nature we want to be good There are humans who do evil things. There are humans who do cruel things and messed up things. But if you were to ask me if I think people are generally good or generally bad, I would say generally good. I want to believe that. And we create our beliefs, you guys. That's the exciting things. We create our beliefs. And so if I want to believe that humans are generally good, so it is. If I want to believe that they're generally bad, then so it is that way. But I don't want to choose that. I want to choose my reality and to have it be one that feels good and that belief for me is believing that people generally are good people like we're worthy of forgiveness you guys we really are i know it doesn't always feel like it it doesn't always feel like it to me i completely get it especially with my addiction stuff like i think there's no way anyone could ever forgive me especially not myself but then i remember we do we are worthy of this you are i am everybody in this entire world Well, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't say that, but like everybody who wants to do better and be better and show up better is worthy of forgiveness. And it's like I said earlier in the episode, just because I think that everybody deserves a shot at forgiveness doesn't mean the forgiveness has to come externally. Like if you're in a situation and you really did somebody dirty and they don't want to forgive you, they don't have to. Okay? We can't force people to forgive us. But You always have the power to forgive yourself and to show yourself compassion and go, look, I really made a mess of things, but I was doing what I knew how to do at the time. And that doesn't make it better or okay. I still caused real issues and real problems. But I also know that I'm capable of changing and moving forward in a different way. If I take these things and if I truly implement what I've learned from my past mistakes I can make better decisions in the future. And this isn't to say I'll never make a mistake again, right? Because I'm a human. I'll likely fuck up a billion more times. That's part of this whole thing. But then maybe my mistakes will be less painful to others and to me. Maybe my mistakes will be more concentrated and less like all across the board. I don't know. There is no short or easy answer to how do we make peace with our past. There's not. I mean, it's a complicated thing. This is, we're talking about like timeline collapsing right now. Like this is big. But I will say that your desire to want to make peace with your past will take you everywhere. If you look at your past and you try to hide from it and outrun it and avoid it and pretend it doesn't exist and cover it up in a mountain of retail therapy and like recreational drugs, you can do that route. But what's really going to serve you is looking at your past, Looking at it and then just chunk by chunk working through. How do I forgive myself for this? How do I forgive myself for that? How can I let go of like the weight? Like, I'm literally picturing like these dumbbells, like the weight that we carry around when we carry around guilt and shame and all of the emotions that fall under that little umbrella. Yeah, and I feel like I'm getting toward the end of what I want to say. So this is like wrapping up the episode, but kind of like final thoughts about making peace with the past. I just think that life is really short, you guys. Like, we're going to wake up five years from now, ten years from now, and be like, holy shit, another five to ten years just went by. That was crazy. That was so fast. And that's going to be how our whole life goes. Like, it is always just flying by, flying by. And You know, I do believe in reincarnation, but that said, we still only get one shot at this exact life and experience. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't think that we should spend all of it at war with ourselves and punishing ourselves. And I've spent a lot of my life punishing myself and at war with myself, thinking that if I just put myself through enough, it would make things even and it would make things right and people could forgive me and people could love me again then I realized it's not about that. It's about, can I forgive myself? Can I show myself grace and forgiveness and love and patience through my endless, endless human ways? And again, I don't want this episode to sound like I'm dismissing the effects of like when people really hurt us. Like I'm not diminishing that in any way. Um, I'm just trying to get across the point that we don't need to suffer like forever just because we messed up once or twice or 10 times or whatever like we don't need to carry the weight I think it is healthy for us to feel a level of guilt when we have done things wrong that we know are harmful that we know weren't the best things to do but I think that once we have processed it and asked for forgiveness and like made amends or accepted the loss we deserve to say okay self you really messed up but I still love you Because guess what, when our partner messes up, when our best friend messes up, do we stop loving them? Do we cut them off? Do we just like leave them? Do we tell them they ain't shit? Like, no. So why do we do that to ourselves? Because it's a lot trickier, right, right? But we're working on it. It's a work in progress and I believe in you guys. Like I know it may sound cheesy, but you have the capacity to make peace with your past and it's not going to happen all at once. But you can begin to starting literally today. Like that's my homework for you guys. I would love for you to journal a little bit. Like maybe write a letter to yourself. Write a letter to the version of you who made a big mistake. Whatever that big mistake was. Whoever you hurt. Whatever situation got out of control. I want you to write a letter to that version of yourself. And I want you to forgive her. And I want you to acknowledge that yes, what she did was not okay. And it sucked. But... You still fuck with her and you still love her. She is still a part of you. And she is someone who is teaching you a lot of lessons. So thank her for those lessons. And yeah, just send that. Don't send that letter, but uh, send it into the trash can or into a fire. Whatever feels good. (laughs) Well, you guys, this has been really, really good. Um, Like I said, this was supposed to be on the more miniature side of things as far as episodes go. So I am going to wrap things up. But... I just want to say a few things before we wrap up. First of all, thank you guys so much for being listeners. Thank you so much for being here and for listening week after week. I really love hearing from you guys. So if you enjoy this message, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me. All that information is in the show notes. Um, If you really love this episode, share it on your Instagram story and tag me or leave a rating or review. That helps us so much. It helps us grow and reach more hearts and souls just like yours. Um, Also, if you haven't been over to the new website yet, definitely check that out. I've got mental health resources up. I've got my free programs, my paid programs. I've got my upcoming retreats all the good stuff. The website is in the show notes, but in case you need it, it's xoxoalisoncoaching.com. So go check it out. Come say hello on Instagram. I love you guys so much. I hope that you have a beautiful start to March and we will be chatting really soon. I have some solo episodes in the next week planned. And then I've also got some amazing interviews coming up. So if you would like to be on the Wishing You Wellness podcast, shoot me a message on Instagram or an email and just tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what lights you up. And yeah, just like topic on mental health that feels good for you. I love you guys so much. Like I said, I hope that you have a beautiful week and this has been real. This has been fun. This has been solo. This has been deep. This has been wishing you wellness.